following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's What If episode, Andrew and I are joined by good friend and co-host Brian to take a look back at the 2008 NFL Draft and a missed opportunity for the St. Louis Rams draft quarterback Matt Ryan. What could have happened to the Rams franchise, good or bad? We'll discuss all of that now. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Andrew. Good morning, Brian. How we doing, fellas? Good morning. Good morning. Not too bad. It's bright and early. It is. It is. I gotta give a shout out to Brian. Um, I slept over last night on his nice couch, and he's like, "Hey, man, use my stuff." And he even let me sit in the captain's chair. I, I tried to not sit in the captain's chair uh, twice, and Brian's like, "No, go ahead." It's got nice. Uh... Back support there. Although you're not really using it. No, I'm I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. Um <laughs> so, so uh so yeah, so man, what a good weekend it's been. It's been a good weekend. I watched the first half or like part of Ghostbusters Afterlife before I fell asleep last night, and it was awesome. I teared up at the end. I I could tell I was I was in, on the on route to that. It's a nostalgic trip. That's that's what I hear. It's that's a what huge, I... huge, huge nostalgic trip, and it's done. And it's done perfectly. It's right. not. We're gonna throw new characters at you, like a Star Wars thing, where like we're gonna make you love these people. It's like the Ghostbusters are kind of forgotten, and here's some new people that we're going to introduce. Kind of like a Cobra Kai thing. Cobra Kai did that perfectly. Not to get off too off topic here, but Cobra Kai did that perfectly with introducing new characters without making you kind of hate them at the end. Without that or pushing away the older characters, I think that's the important thing. Is that mm-hmm. a lot of the, like Star Wars? They like to push away some of their OG characters once they got the new ones. Um, they did a good job of continuing it. So, but uh, we, we could talk about pushing away uh, one court, one pick for another pick right now. We certainly can. That is a great transition there, Andrew. Um, so yeah, so I was listening to a, a YouTube channel this past week. Uh, happened to come across a video. I forgot what the YouTube channel was, but I have to come across. What's it? Secret base. Is that what it's called? Secret base. Okay. So secret base, shout out to them. I was listening to their episode on, uh, the fall of the Rams, basically. So everything that had, that transpired basically after that super bowl loss to the Patriots in 2001 and some of the quarterback purgatory that they went through, Kurt Warner struggling with injuries, just not really hitting the way that he did in previous years. Uh, the Mark, Mark, Mark Bulger tenure, which was uh, 
started off looking great, man. What a, what a transition that looked to be. And then it just fell apart. Mark Balger was a fantasy monster back like in 05, <laughs> 06. He was, dude, could put up some numbers. For about two years? For a little bit. And then he fell off. And then we get to the 2008 NFL draft. And instead of taking a quarterback, they go defensive end with, uh, with Chris Long. All right, Chris Long, he is a Super Bowl champion. He did win it with the Eagles. Is he tw- twice? Patriots and Eagles. Really? Yeah, it's back. To, uh, he's one of those back-to-back ones with LeGarrette Blount. Oh, good on him. Good on him. But uh, they take him instead of a quarterback, which is peculiar. Well, you, you kind of, I understand where they're coming from. You, you had Balger. Um, you didn't really have a pass rusher. You're probably your best pass rusher going in, let's see, 07 is Lavoy Lavoy Glover, and he is the son of a Hall of Famer. So maybe you're thinking, eh, maybe there's something there. And I believe he was pretty high on the draft boards. So I can you blame him? No, but looking back on it, yes, you can. I don't know. I look at Mark Bulger's numbers and I'm just like, how could you think this is okay? Like you have an opportunity to take a franchise, possible franchise changing quarterback, right? Boston college, highest touted quarterback of that draft. Um, You had an opportunity to take Matt Ryan and set yourself up for success. And you missed you missed. I don't know what they were expecting. I mean, it, it, this has been a couple years of bad Mark Bulger play at this point. <laughs> couple years, 2007. All right. 2007, <laughs> 2,392 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, 15 INTs over 12 games. Yeah. That's not great. But also, you're going to drop in your receivers, too, though. Well, maybe. If you, I guess, I guess, retrospect, I guess, I, I looking at it from that time period, I can kind of, because he did kill it in 2006. I mean, I, I will give him that. Isaac Bruce is 35 years old. Right. In 2007. And you got Tory Holt turning 31. Don't have the tight end. Steven Jackson is eh, he, he's 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 good. Not he emerged. Lie. Yeah. He emerged later on. Your your whole Orlando pace is breaking down. So there's a lot of yeah, okay, I can see your point. But you really don't have that pass rusher though either. You kind of figure you have a quarterback. You, you have something there. So why not get a pass rusher to help out your defense? Because that's always been the biggest thing about the Rams is they always had no defense. I guess we should keep in consideration, too, that uh, 
I mean, maybe from that perspective, you're right. Didn't Sam Bradford come out in 09? Or was it 10? 10. It was 2010? 2010. So they almost could have had Matt Stafford, too. My thing is this. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I didn't think it was... Like you have to sell hope every year, right? As as a as a sports franchise, you have to sell hope with your team. And y'all wrote it out with bad Mark Balger for three years. They did it into two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Excuse me. You got to have something. You got to have some kind of appealing, like, thing. And a new quarterback in two thousand eight, I think, is the. I mean. Again, this is all retrospective, but dude, I can't believe they, they tried it twice after you know a bad season with Mark Balger to be like, yeah, he's our guy. We believe in him. And he didn't even finish the full seasons for two of those years. Looking at the 08 also is this is when Georgia Fontieri died. So they really didn't have an owner. Right. <laughs> and then also it looks like they brought back Al Saunders in 08. So they were probably thinking, well, we brought in Al Saunders. He did this whole thing with Mike March with the greatest show on turf. He was the guy back then. Maybe he could fix Mark, Mark Bulger. That's, I mean, and, and then you got Scott, you got Scott Lanahan, and that's probably the other reason why you brought in Scott Lanahan the year before was to try and fix Mark Bulger, but I can't, I can't believe how bad these teams are. Like there's a point in time. I mean, th- there's times where, you know, I mean, I was following, but it's like, man, how did the Rams fall off as bad as they did from that greatest show on turf era? I know age and, and stuff, but I just felt like they couldn't get rights and they really wouldn't for a long time. Yeah. It, Mike Martz. That's John, a big, that's um, a big one for me. Is, is what Martz? It's Martz. A lot of a lot of finger point at March. They don't like him. The other thing I always think I think back about uh, with them is that the Rams coming out in those early two thousands was a lot like they were reinventing football, and like the other league kind of like they caught on. Right, the rest and, of the league, and, and, yeah, yeah, and they so like people started like buying into some of Mike March's attack offense, and that kind of like changed the offense again. That's a cool what if some someday, not what if, but a cool episode, like try and pick out the moments in time in the NFL timeline of like when this changed the league forever, this changed the league. Forever. Andrew, not, not set one down. Maybe that's, that can be next February. That's a good one. That'd NFL a, history. That'd, that'd be, be a good film study also. That would be. Oh, God, yeah. That'd be a good little combo. Absolutely. That would be neat. We'll have to, yeah, save that one. We'll have to add that one onto the other one I added this past weekend for uh, for January. So far away. Um, <laughs> I like how well played out we got it. It's always good to plan it out. It's for sure, for sure. And then I forget about it and you just have it written down. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, the Rams were just, I mean, they didn't find relevancy again until probably that Jared Goff draft. Right, twenty six. It probably was the year after when McVeigh took yeah. over. But you think about it, dude. A decade and some change of just irrelevancy at QB. I know again, Sam Bradford. They thought was going to be the guy. He didn't pan out. Salary cap, uh, you know, salary cap hog, and he just 
he's, he just I, wasn't it. I love Sam Bradford coming out. I loved him at Oklahoma. I had such high hopes for that guy. <laughs> but then again, I had high hopes for Cade McDown, so that doesn't always work out either. <laughs> but, but uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I think it's just a combination of kind of like not wanting to pay people too, because Georgia Fontieri was probably not the greatest owner in the world. She inherited it because her husband died. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much the thing. And I think that led the biggest move to St. Louis is you need cash. If you don't have cash, you can't run a team. So maybe that was a lot of the bad things is not having the right football people in place to say, maybe Mark isn't our guy instead of trying to force it down people's throats. Right. And the, I think that is the biggest thing. I do think that, and we will get to that. Um, I do think that their move is affected if they do get Matt Ryan. I do think that their move to LA may get affected, possibly. I think there's some factors and all that. Uh, but let's head back uh, to that 2008 draft. All right. Okay. And right. It's a couple years of mediocrity with Bulger. Um, they have a chance to take their, I mean, this is probably their, when do they, what round do they draft Bulger in? Like before Brady. So probably fourth, fifth. Oh, he was in that draft. He was he's, one he's of the Brady of the, six. Yeah. Oh, no shit. Uh, <laughs> he is. So they haven't really drafted a quarterback high in some time. Probably a little while, right? Not in first round, no. Gosh. I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, he was drafted in the sixth, but he was 168. Balder was. Okay. Balder. Yeah, he was drafted by New Orleans. Jesus. Well, do uh, you, didn't they draft Jamie Martin, too? But that wasn't like... I'm trying to think. Because they had a couple of other guys that were in there. Let me hit. Let me look up their draft history. But I mean, regardless, I'm going to look it up. But they had a chance to grab Matt Ryan. All right. Highest touted dude. He was one of the cover athletes for, for NCAA like 2007. I'm pretty sure like 07 or 08. I forgot how they do it. But he was a cover athlete for the PS3. Like, not, not that it comes into play, but man, he was good. He had one of the highest pedigrees, you know, coming out of that draft that year. How could you not want a, a, a piece of that? Right. It, that's so enticing for a, a team. Like the quarterback is probably, I think we all agree, the most important position on the field. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of other factors that come into play, but man, you get a quarterback and you build around him. You don't build a team uh, in a structure for a quarterback that might not fit your structure. You know what I mean? So that's, it was one of those things, but man, what, what a whiff. I think we can all agree. I know that, you know, there's, there's other factors that come into play, right? Um, You know, Miami could have taken Matt Ryan. That was, it was a possibility that we talked about. That was, I think it was between the two longs, Jake and Chris, no relation and Matt Ryan. I think that's where Miami was going. Right. And honestly, they didn't, I don't think they made, uh, I mean, I think they, Miami turned out okay for the decision that they made. I, I, I think they, I mean, they won the division that year. Could they have used better quarterback play? 
no doubt, but they were fine with Chad Pennington. They were fine with Chad Henney were, you know, there were things were looking maybe in their eyes, but man, you, the tape is there that Mark Bulger needed to be replaced and, and they, they whiffed, they didn't get a quarterback. That's, that's why we're attacking it from the Ram side of things. And we didn't do the Miami. Yeah, no, that's, that makes sense. Well, plus two, you got to look at who's running Miami's draft that year. It was pretty much Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells is not taking a quarterback first overall, as much as I love the guy <laughs> other than Drew Bledsoe, you got to have some outstanding talent. <laughs> going into it and absolutely not need a quarterback. And they had Chad Pennington who wasn't, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at all. Yeah. I like Chad. He's probably the best quarterback we've had since Marino. So Par- Parcells also has all those check marks. He has, there's, he had his own list of criteria that college quarterbacks needed to pass in order for him to take them. Not, not even considering well round, just flat out at all yeah they get they had to be a four-year starter and stuff like that yeah oh my god and matt ryan i don't think became that big until his senior, senior year. year he wasn't on the, he wasn't on the blip like he wasn't on anybody's radar his senior year uh not to daniel jones is got the same love this they, they, oh, had, sure. they had this exact same college career trajectory which was a bunch of mediocre for a mediocre football program, and then bam, senior year blow up. Now, uh, let me ask you this: because it's a little bit more recent, uh, it's even a little more recent than Daniel Jones. Would it be like Joe? I mean, Joe Burrow's like senior season was great. It was legendary. It was like it, it came off as a one-off, but comparatively, yeah. was was he like? Again, I don't follow college quite like you do. Was his pretty even keel? Then bam, spot up, or was he kind of? Oh, uh, he didn't get to have a full career. He he couldn't break the roster. Like he wasn't even a top three guy for Ohio state. His first two years at Ohio state, he was, he was, he was clipboard and hat guy. He never, he never threw a pass for them. I don't think. Um, so then he transferred to LSU, which means he had to sit out. So then, you know, he sits out for a year and then he finally gets to start as a junior. I got you. So he only had two years and no, from junior year to senior year, it's a, it's a ginormous jump, but, I I I'm maybe not the best person to ask about that because I was all about Joe Burrow in his junior year because I was like watching LSU wide receivers. I'm like, oh my god, do they have a quarterback? <laughs> LSU never has a quarterback. <laughs> hey, I do. I got to do add this real quick. The last quarterback before Jared Goff that the Rams took in the first round was in 1964. I was gonna say Bill Munson, the earliest quarterback that they took. Uh, before Jared Goff was Tony Banks in the second round. Ooh. 1996. Tony Banks. I've so. won many of Madden games with using <laughs> Tony Banks. I think the pick after or before Tony Banks was Mushid Muhammad. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't I remember that because I found it, it they they were picked and I remember watching that one. But looking at Matt Ryan's stats, yeah. He his junior year he played 12 games. He threw for 2,942 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 10 INTs. All of a sudden, his senior year, he plays 14 games. He throws for 4,507 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 19 INTs. So he's like not crazy Joe Burrow numbers, but yeah. And it's not 
Boston College for years, I don't know how they're doing now, but I know they've been kind of mid-level mediocre. You don't really think about them as a football school post-Matt Ryan. No. I, at least I don't think. The only time I watched Boston College was when they were playing Notre Dame. That was the <laughs> only time. So, so yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that the 08 Rams, after drafting Matt Ryan, are Super Bowl bound. I'm not going to say that because they did have their back blown out by a lot of teams uh, to put it nicely. Cause I know there's kids in the vicinity sort of um, <laughs> they had their back blown out by a lot of teams, Philly, New York, uh, the giants, Seattle, um, the bills kind of got them pretty good too. the Matt Hasselbeck, Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, who else got them? The jets. Four, there was, yeah, there were some all right Jets teams 47 to three. Bears beat them 27 to three. Um, a lot of pretty lobster. They did get better as the towards the end of the season, and, and maybe you do have a few more wins in 2008, but you start to get an idea of who you who and what you have with 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 Matt Ryan. And I, I, I get it like coaching is a big play in all this, right? I, I think you know, it, it and Matt Ryan came into a wonderful situation. I was going to get to that. That if in, in Atlanta, at, if you look at what he's got, and the only reason why Atlanta has that pick is because they don't have Vic in 07. Right. So, so it's 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 one of those things, and um, yeah, it, I I I really do think that they're on a good trajectory. If if this team can build around, you know, they they they. I mean, they stunk the next year too. Jesus, they got blanked twice, and that's an offensive issue. That's the, to me, that's an offensive issue. They lost twenty-eight nothing to Seattle, forty-two to uh, uh, thirty-five to nothing to San Francisco. Those are divisional games, man. You can't get you can't get blanked. Uh, I mean, you shouldn't get blanked ever as an NFL team, but that's just terrible. This team, yeah, this team has a lot of issues, but if you address the quarterback position, you're on track, you're, you're getting, you're somewhat better. And I do feel like if you, if you put the right pieces in place, you could build a roster that Matt Ryan can compete with. And he, you know, maybe he has a similar like tenure in that he had in Atlanta where um, maybe or, or, or comparatively to a Matthew Stafford in Detroit, we were still putting up numbers that maybe you're not quite as successful. He might've left eventually, but I do think it was a big whiff. Uh, I, I still do like in hindsight, I think it was a big whiff on their part, especially, I mean, they always had little pieces here and there, right? The Rams, good run, like good running back play. Um, and listen, Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce were still putting up big time numbers well into their career. I mean, thousand, right. Thousand yard seasons, uh, yeah. even Mark Bulger. I, yeah. I don't remember Isaac Bruce ever having that season. It's like, well, there's the old man wall. Right. You know, he, he seemed, it's just, that's how he, he was an elite route runner. You know, that's why him and Jerry Rice had the kind of careers that they did. Cause if you can do that stuff, then it doesn't matter how fast you can run. Yeah. He, f he fell off hard. Did he? If you look at his numbers. Yeah, from probably due to quarterback play. Uh, <laughs> probably, Balger, I'm taking the easy way. <laughs> even even Balger's big year was his last thousand yard season. His last? Yeah, he did. Jeez, oh, he he didn't have. Let's see. He didn't from Mark. 
geez, from his last thousand yard season, he's never had more than double digit touchdowns. And I understand he's more of a route runner for possession receiver. Yep. But he, he, he wasn't too huge and he wouldn't have been there in 08. He was, he was gone by then. Uh, I was looking cause I was, you guys piqued my interest. So I was like, <laughs> what, what are, what Tory. are the biggest factors, Tory? What? Tory Hold even kind of fell off. Yeah. In, in 08. So I think that hurts Matt Ryan a lot. Cause who are you throwing to the only other starter that I see? And I'm like, Oh my goodness. This guy actually started was Donnie Avery, who I believe was more of a slot receiver. I think I had him in fantasy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, it's it. We've seen Matt Ryan play with terrible weapons, right? The last couple of years, we've seen him play pretty good, and I know that's a more experienced Matt Matt Ryan, um, and all that. But there's that there's line is shaky too, huh? That offensive line, line is, is probably shaky. He's Matt Ryan's been sur- like surprisingly very durable. He's been very durable over the course of his career. So I'm mean, not that I want to see him get hit, but um, my God, I think it, I, I'm not saying, like I said, it's an instantaneous fix, but I think give it a couple of years, you get some draft. Uh, I mean, I'm looking right now at the 2010 draft with the year that they got, you know, Sam Bradford and you know how highly touted he was. There's a lot of defensive pieces here, right? Gerald McCoy and Dominic Sue went right after that. Uh, great offensive line and at peace and Trent Williams, Eric Berry, Russell Okung, uh, Joe Hayden went this year uh, in 2010. It's going to take some time. There's no doubt about it. Or, you know, the Rams could trade out and get multiple picks. I don't know how excited people were for Sam Bradford. I, I really can't remember that time period. Very. It was Barry. the hype was real. Uh, not that the hype, he not that it delivered. delivered, not that the hype delivered, but the hype was, was that real back then? Yeah. Cause he was supposed to come out the year that, uh, Stafford came out. Okay. So, but he but he got injured that season and they were like, dude, just come out, just come out. And he's like, No, I want to come back and I want to prove myself. And they were like, No, don't do that. And <laughs> I think it was because it would have been more of a who's number one, Bradford or Stafford. Right. Yeah. But I think even they take with the when they picked Jason Willie or Jason Smith, second overall even the next year. I, I still think you're picking an offensive lineman that nobody is replacing Orlando place. Eric or Alex Barron was okay. But like you said, it's, it's, I think this is an organizational thing where would they like not so much in the state status of Matt Stafford, but of other young quarterbacks that we've seen kind of, is will they will they get ru- will he get ruined? That's it's my biggest starting to where I'm looking at now. now. I'm starting yeah. to kind of look that way now. I their drafting sucks. If you look back at their drafts from say maybe 01 on, their first round picks suck. Your best <laughs> one is Steven Jackson. Your next best one is probably maybe a tie between. Adam character and Chris long. Jesus. So you're not, they suck now too, but they don't, they don't give themselves a chance to prove it. But the only thing I can see is you don't pick Sam Bradford. So maybe you do get in Dominican Sue. 
which I mean, you need it. it. Listen, I mean, we know that the Rams are a defensive juggernaut right now. Imagine the Dominican Sue and like Aaron Donald in their primes in their primes. That would be crazy. Holy shit, man. That would make more sense between the Adam character and a Chris Long type situation <laughs> that we ended up getting. But that's that's the only that's the big change that I could see is they maybe get an Adama Sue, or maybe they get Trent Williams because now Trent Williams is damn good offensive lineman. And now you got some protection there. You can see Jason Smith isn't working out. You're not in rush to get a quarterback. You can get a good offensive tackle that's going to protect you over the years. Trent Williams and Andrew Whitworth on the same offensive line. That would do. Yeah. See, that's pretty, maybe they don't, I don't even know if they go for Whitworth because that's same position. If they get Trent, right. Well, it's right. It's tackle, right? It's tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Opposite side. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's, that is tough. But I, 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 man, if you get a quarterback right before, there's a lot you can do. There's, listen, the quarterbacks drafted between like 09 and 11 are not very great. <laughs> right. I mean, it's not really stellar. Right. We get our Bradfords. We have uh, Cam, who short term was, was pretty dang good. You know, short term was really, really good. I'm not going to discredit Cam's uh, early successes. He had a damn football cleat, one of the hottest selling football cleats. Uh, in a while after him, Andy Dalton, which, you know, who was pretty good for a little while, but those oh nine to 11 drafts for quarterback classes were not very good. Yeah. I can't really think of too many, you know, significant names that came out of those. Do you get, oh God. EJ Manuel. <laughs> I, I wasn't well, he was 13, he was 13. 12 was a good draft. 13, okay. not so much. 13, 13 was not so great. Um, <laughs> but though you're right, it'd be the, I, like, I like how Brian said that though. It sounded like EA Sports. Like, <laughs> like, EJ, I, I, I did it like OJ Simpson <laughs> to the game. Uh, but man, if you lock in your franchise guys, there's a lot of good, those draft strengths are like what we had this past year, this 2022 draft where you're getting the trenches, you're getting some of these specialty units, right? Like uh, your specialty positions. They weren't quarterback strong. Mm-hmm. And this is where the Rams, you know, messed up because they were really never, you know, they were okay. They were pedestrian. I mean, the, yeah, they got B- Bradford. Um, you know, everybody thought, hey, Bradford. But they've never really been in a position to, to draft the franchise QB. It, it wouldn't take until tw- what, 2016 was the Jared Goff draft. Was it 15 yeah. or 16? I think it was 16. I think it was 16 too. Cause I think he came out in the same class as Dak and Wentz. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's, there's room to be built. And I think maybe the Rams are a little ahead of the curve. I, I, I think that they do. I, there's a lot of obscurity I, after Warner. I think what you're suggesting is they should have definitely taken the Bill Walsh approach, got rid of Mark Bulger two years earlier than a year late. And it looks like that's what they did is they got rid of him a year late. They scrambled for a quarterback instead of maybe having them. And then you probably could have sat Matt Ryan in a way. So you would have almost let him take time. Give Bulger the chance, right? Give Bulger the chance. But man, once you slip up, it's Matty Ice season. 
which you probably you might not have been called Matty Ice. Oh man. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a that's a huge history rewrite. Um <laughs> but th- that's kind of where I'm at as far as developing guys. Uh, that's probably where I'm at with with it emotionally. That maybe you know the Rams, if they hold on to Matt Ryan long enough, maybe the Rams are there. Uh and maybe they can find success in that 2018 Super Bowl. Maybe if they're not willing to move on, if they're willing to, if Matt, Matt Ryan is showing promise and, 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 and such. I know a lot of it has to do with McVay completely changing the culture, but I don't know. I'm actually kind of leaning towards Matt Ryan's career being messed up. I, yeah. Cause how long do you hang on for? I mean, look how long Stafford had to hold on to long to get to the <laughs> I know. I'm looking at that at that trajectory. I love Steve Spagnolo. Yeah. But I love him as a defensive coordinator. Right. Looking at their coaches after Lanahan. I love him as a defensive coordinator. Jeff Fisher, if I'm a high school, I'll hire you because you run the same exact offense. But then again, I think most high school offenses are more complex than what he runs. Yeah. Um, didn't Todd Gurley shit on him for that too? Yeah, <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> so he would have to hold on until 2000. Oh, it's 2015 golf came out. He would have to hold out until about 2007 or no, it was 2016, 2017 just to work with somebody that has an offensive mind. Dude. If if Matt Ryan could have survived, I mean, again, it, it, depending on how he plays and how the system works around him, he might have extended a couple coaching careers. Um, Jeff Fisher had to go though. That was I, they literally extended him three weeks before they fired him. Like yeah. maybe it was three weeks. I, I could be being generous, but I remember seeing that. I was like, "What are you doing?" But they extended him and then they fired him. Man, if Matty Ice could have held on until. Sean McVay got there somehow, some way. Oh, that's scary. You're on mute. Nope. <laughs> oh, no, I know. Uh, yeah, I think it all, it's, it looks like it's just a change of just franchises. So we're getting somebody in there. And Matt Ryan's not as agile as Jared golf just to kind of i gotta go that route but then again matt stafford is it so i'm thinking yeah maybe there is something big there maybe todd girl the todd Gurley situation helps i think even with steven jackson maybe if they just drafted better but looking at their drafts like well you gotta think too is i mean some of the wide receivers that they would later accumulate right um where did brandon cooks come from was he a saints guy before he went to the rams yeah, but that was under the McVeigh regime. Hmm. That was after he got knocked out in the Super Bowl against the Dean Patriots. Trump. Yeah. Oh man, I don't think they. Had- okay, yeah, because Cooks was the number one there for a little while. They had Woods. They had Cooper Cup. Because the if- receiving receiving core, he would have had to go through from 08, from what they're showing from the starters. Donnie Avery, Tory Holt. You're not getting Tory Holt, Tory Holt. You're getting 32-year-old Tory Holt. Uh, the next year is Donnie Avery and Keenan Burton. 
in 2009. 2010, you're looking at Brandon Gibson and Laurent Robinson. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> 2011, you're getting Brandon Gibson and Brandon Lloyd. Who? Brandon Lloyd's a eight is a number two, number three. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to knock him. He had some really impressive catches. Yeah. Uh, then we get into 2012. We're going back to that whole three receiver system. Oh, my goodness. It's Jeff <laughs> Fisher and Brian Schottenheimer. Yeah, he would have been done that year. Uh, <laughs> so we got Danny Amendola, Brandon Gibson, and Chris Givens. <laughs> He's a good wide receiver for Chris Givens and Chris Ticketh. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd sell that from Boomer. That's two, a good one. That's a good one, actually. 2013, you have Chris Givens and Lance Kendricks. Ooh. You know those Pro Bowl guys. Uh, we have the new 2014, we have the newest Bills wide receiver. Trayvon Austin, and then we have Kenny oh, Britt, who wasn't too bad, but Trayvon's not a receiver, and that's 2015 also. And you really don't get a receiver because they're also the stars in 2016. I hate to say it, you really don't get wide receivers until Sean McVay comes and Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins. Yeah. But of course, when you're playing this what if game, it's, you know, if they had a quarterback that showed more promise, then maybe they go out and draft someone. Yeah, let's instead see. of filling other spots. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, because you got to get that. You got to get your tackle down. Let's see what the 2011 draft. Where were they been? So they drafted Robert Quinn because you know apparently that, uh, that's a good pick him with Chris Long, but then remember they went on that like wacky thing where they were like Michael Brockers and everybody else they were drafting. Um, <laughs> why receivers? Really, there's nothing too big in the first round, so I could see why they went that route. When was the? Yeah, I'm I, I I'm nervous for Matt Ryan actually, like his career. Like now that I think about it, like it, it's it, you could, like Brian said, you could go on this rabbit hole of of well, maybe the drafts, you know, certain pieces to kind of get him there. But um, you know, and probably I mean, who knows how they, they run organizationally, but maybe they listen to Matt Ryan, you know, like if they'd really trust him in that light. But it doesn't sound like I I feel like front office failed this team for a very long time. Front office coaching, all that stuff. I, I I'm you know what this opens up like talking about this because Matt Ryan right now I, I think in we we put a post up the other day and uh, it was not well I don't know how well received it was there were some people who <laughs> defended Matt Ryan but there's a lot of people like really best number two ever to doubt that uh, uh well, to wear the number two I mean there wasn't a whole no I know I know there wasn't a whole lot of competition there but you know, it, it always makes me think about how many guys were possibly ruined by bad front offices and staff. Like it, it's, it's really that close. Like Matt Ryan probably dodged a bullet by going to the Atlanta Falcons. He probably had a career that, I mean, listen, I, I, I think he's, I think he's great. And I think he's done a lot of good things over the last couple of years with that really bad Atlanta Falcons roster. But I, 
he's really like narrowly just missing, uh, you know, a, 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 a missed opportunity of a career. I think he could be a Hall of Famer potentially. I think statistically, not that that speaks for everything, but um, I think right now his trajectory, I think he was like the fifth, uh, the fastest to like 40, one of the fastest to 40,000 or 50,000 yards. He's up there. He's, he's certainly up there in passing yardage, um, but he, he's had a, a near Hall of Fame career, league MVP, mm-hmm. um, you know, divisional titles, all that stuff, being successful at a high level for a long time. But I think we're really we're, we're one draft pick away from that maybe not coming to fruition. And that's that's a scary that's a scary thought. You know, it's a scary thought. And, and who knows, maybe like looking back, like did the Rams ruin Sam Bradford? Mm, uh, no, <laughs> I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I know he went to other systems and it didn't quite turn out quite well. But, you I know, the, the, the Bradford, in, in the words of Vince McMahon kind of reversed sam bradford ruined sam bradford he screwed sam bradford because you've got like some degenerate knee disease too also that's why he didn't play for the cardinals that one year and- yeah the tiger really did too playing for the rams so there you go that's what happened <laughs> is it a curse cartilage <laughs> cartilage is overrated anyways man. <laughs> that's what i hear there that's what i hear you don't you don't need it it's fine <laughs> i was wondering where sam Kroenke and the the looming um aspect of moving the team to la would factor into like free agents like would free agents avoid yeah. go, signing with the rams because the moment that Kroenke takes over you know he's an la guy he already owned a ton of property in la right like it yeah. was there so like do do players say well, I don't want to move twice. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't want. To, I don't want to move to St. Louis and then two years, three years, whatever. I'm moving out to, to LA. LA. That sucks. I'm yeah, do that. I yeah. agree. It's there's probably like that allure, um, but that's not till 2010. Just it's. I mean, that's around. Yeah, that's that idea is right there. But I mean, St. Louis is a really nice city. Um, it's got nice. a lot of history, huh? I've been there. It smells. It smells. Yeah. Oh, you have said that before. Yeah. Uh, oh, too. <laughs> What's that? Philly smells too. Oh, I'm sure it I've does. been there. It didn't smell. <laughs> it smells like steak and cheese. Um, <laughs> oh, that's delicious. <laughs> but uh, I don't know St. Louis season season round, but it's not like this massive. I don't feel like it's a massive market. Um, you might not be getting like it might not be enticing to to, to trade get traded to or sign with the with St. Louis at the time. Where I feel like if you go to if if you're a big market team and you kind of stink. The, there's still some ease like oh maybe i can come out here and be a big fish in a in a in a big pond with small other fishes um you know what i mean like you go to like a new york city or la your brand is you know you can develop a really nice big brand uh stuff like that but you know that that's i was thinking i mean if you get matt ryan and you put in some good years st louis the city is probably a little bit more willing to do whatever they can to help you stay in St. Louis. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Um, when bad teams threaten to be moved, you know, the, the, the teams, the, the city's trying to help look at some of the, look at some of the, mo- the, the more recent moves. All right. The, mo- the more recent, you know, moves uh, say, I mean, St. Louis was, was, was dog crap before they went to LA um, the Raiders were t- 
terrible in Oakland. I know Oakland is very tightly associated with the Raiders history, but they were doing bad and things weren't willing to work out. So they moved them. The Chargers, San Diego, you know, a lot of people still identify. I still identify the Chargers with San Diego, but there were a lot of bad years before, you know, they're like, okay, I guess we're not getting help here. Let's go to, let's go to Los Angeles. It is what it is. The Colts back in 83, 84, when they moved to Indianapolis, they were terrible. They weren't helping. The Browns had, I think they had one good year with Belichick, and then they had like a year, bad, bad year or two. And Modell's like, all right, we're out because the city's not willing to. And I feel like these owners should pay more for their stadiums. But I mean, you think the 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 Bills threatening to move? You think of you know that they they've been doing really really good lately. Like honestly, they're the top team in the one of the top teams in the NFL. Okay, city, uh, you know, Governor of New York, Buff City of Buffalo. Okay, let's try and keep these guys here, you know, because they're good. Um, they've turned around. They're an attraction, and they mean a lot to the area. Where I feel like if teams aren't good, they're they're more keen to move and try and find a new home. And that's where the Rams are at that point. If you put together a couple winning seasons and start to start on a good trajectory, if the if the if the winning continues, we might still be talking about a St. Louis Rams team. Mm-hmm. But again, the allure of free agency and trade. Uh, I, I don't know if it's quite there. I, I, I don't know if, if, you know, some of the big free I, like, you know, I, I don't know if some of these guys are like, yeah, please send me to LA. Like, I don't know if Avon Miller last year signs with, with the Rams if they're in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Cause money talks. And that's you said exactly money talks there. You can build your brand, a, a smaller, a player in a smaller market is not, I don't think it is not as likely as to get a bigger deal, even outside. If we're going to talk free agents, right? It, it, does Tony Romo really become lead analyst at CBS? If he's not the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, if he is the, Arizona Cardinals or oh God. some small, <laughs> some smaller market team. Do you really do that? I mean, look, the two lead analysts, one for Fox, the other one for CBS, were both Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Right, not they do Dallas Cowboy fanboy, but I'm just saying of how big of a market Dallas is. Right, and that's how you look at it. Not too many small market players. So I think you'd want to go to Los Angeles, and Los Angeles has a lot more money to give you. Yeah, but football is not as big at all. It might be now, but it's not really that big out there. College football, it is. They don't really care for pro football. Their college football team sucks. USC sucks. <laughs> That's yeah. Why Lincoln Riley, like $40 million and buy him a house. <laughs> Just but like they got the Lakers out there. They have. But, uh, that, but that's all part of the attraction of things. It's the same right. thing with New York. It, the Giants and the Jets suck, but people might still want to go to New York. Right. Thurman Thomas talked about it when he thought he was going, when he got drafted by Buffalo. He was like, oh, they're in New York. I get to go to Knicks games. I get to go to Yankees games. <laughs> I get to do this. And then he realizes that that's uh, not going to happen. <laughs> that, that Man, the Oklahoma State University degree just does not travel as far as other ones. Huh? <laughs> that education, not the same. <laughs> But I think that's the biggest thing is you see every once in a while, you see a lot of players in small markets want to get out even into bigger markets. I mean, Willis McGahee bash Buffalo. Yeah. 
it kind of pissed me off, but because I'm a Western New York kid, but he like, oh, there's nothing to do. Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden he gets traded. Where'd he go? Like Baltimore or something, yeah. which is same as Buffalo. It, it's got a match. I mean, that when it comes down to that, I mean, now we're talking about personality traits and types. And yeah. Stuff like, that. like, I mean, Marshawn loved it here. The one year that T.O. spent here after being a superstar in bigger cities, he loved Buffalo. He still says it's one of his favorite seasons. While they didn't win, he said, he goes, Buffalo's different, man. It's just different. So, yeah, you got to match up. So, I mean, it's, it was, it is possible that we're talking about St. Louis, you know, St. Louis Rams still. Um, but I, 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 we're not done with the episode yet, but I yeah, think we I, might be in agreement that maybe Matt Ryan doesn't turn out the way that we all think. I wanted to throw out one possible reason why it ends up working out. Okay, please okay. do. Uh, Scott Linehan, while never a winning coach. He did coach two quarterbacks to some of their more impressive seasons. In 2011, he helped Matt Stafford become the comeback player of the year. Okay. And then Dak's rookie year uh, wins offensive rookie of the year in 2016 as the OC. He's, he's taking quarterbacks and helped them, you know, achieve some awards, some status in the league. Right. So you think it maybe he gets a coachable quarterback in Matt Ryan mm-hmm. uh, and he can elevate him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I a little like bit. He's been around some decent offensive minds, you know, the, the Garrett. And um, I mean, even, even at times, Mike Tice had interesting teams there in Minnesota. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, right. I remember the Mike Tice years of Minnesota. Oh yeah. Isn't that how he got his job in Los Angeles because of what he did with, He came uh, directly from, was it Detroit? No, he came no. from the Dolphins. Dude. Oh, because was 05 art? No, 05 was, yeah. Yeah, 05, yeah. Damn he accepted offensive coordinator. Oh, he was, yeah, that's where Saban comes in. Yeah, that's Saban's, I think, last year, but that's our Dante Culpepper year. Um, probably hired him because he worked with Culpepper. Sure, yeah. And he, you know, he helped him there. Uh, here's here's the last thing I'll say before you guys move on. Uh, I need you, both of you, to take a stab at who the 2007 Atlanta Falcons head coach was. 2000, Jim Mora. Nope. Uh, was it that one college coach that went away? Oh, you're, he's sniffing. Oh, yeah. He's sniffing around. I know who it is. Yeah? Now that he said that, it's Bobby Petrino. It was. <laughs> Four and 12. And then he goes on to have an even more disastrous <laughs> coaching he, career in college. Because he got he got into a motorcycle accident with his mistress. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and then he got fired from Arkansas. That's right. Wow, that's terrible. I think he recently just got back into coaching too at some division two college. I'm not even joking. I, no, I saw I think this he's at back at Louisville. Oh God, no. <laughs> I'm almost positive he's back at Louisville. Okay, maybe he just left the division two. Either way, I, I had to look it up. I'm like, okay, who while Vic was away and they had a disastrous season, who was who was manning the ship then? Oh, okay, this makes sense now. <laughs> oh no, he just in 2018, he I think he got fired again from Louis or he left Louisville or probably got fired. And now he's at that powerhouse, you know. Missouri State. Yeah, there it is. Oh, you are correct. The Missouri State Bears. But yeah, he was at Louisville 2014, 2018. He coached Lamar. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. You didn't have to coach Lamar. <laughs> Still don't. The dudes, the dudes, <laughs> the dudes have just never mind. There's no there's there's no point in discussing what he did in college compared to what the rest of the guys around him were trying to do. <laughs> so it's, it's silly. I'm gonna ask the question. The Falcons don't get Matt Ryan. It's Flacco season. I was gonna say, do they go with the Mr. Elite Joe Flacco? Or I think, or they, would... I think they do. Oh God. I think they do. I mean, I think that's where you go. If the Rams get you have you want to get a quarterback. Uh Flacco went 18th, I believe, in the 2008 draft. Yeah. Right? 18 overall. Yeah, the Ravens traded yeah. up. It was actually the Ravens. Good thing I forgot about this because we talked about this, but the Ravens actually offered their whole entire draft that year to the Rams to get the number two pick to draft Matt Ryan. Yeah. But the deal fell through because they wanted their second round pick the next year as well. And they're so like, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. That's crazy. We're not Mike Dicka. <laughs> I think if anything, I mean, if you look at, if you look at Flacco's career trajectory, how many bad offenses was he in? <laughs> <laughs> he he's I mean if you really think about it he's a guy who did a lot with a little you right he never had the greatest wide receiver room right yeah. I mean can a, an older um he probably stand me for this but an older Steve Smith senior like he 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 you know he had that um he's never had a great wide receiver room Joe Flacco mm-hmm. never did they won on defense and a run game that's all that Joe Flacco has ever had to work with man I think we really get to see him hit his potential if you put him with that Atlanta Falcons team. He's such a statue. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. The man is the man is like the great value, Drew Bloodsoe, in my mind. Just a statue <laughs> with a strong arm. Okay. Yeah. I love Drew Bloodsoe, but he's another guy. Straight yeah, but he's got Roddy statue. White and Julio Jones to throw to. I yeah. But Matt Ryan has has some really good touch, and he does. Just, like Joe Flacco is just, I feel like he's all arm. I mean, I'm not the film study, but I when I see Joe Flacco and I think of Joe Flacco, I just picture a statue with a movable arm. That's <laughs> all it is. That's it. I'm looking up him <laughs> scrambling. <laughs> I mean, is anybody disagreeing with me on this? No, no. I mean, no, I, I, I don't like, I didn't hate Joe Flacco, but it was like, it's one of those weird things. Like, I feel like he's a slightly better Jay Cutler. Like I, I <laughs> like if you put him out for a wildcat, he'd put his hand on his hips too, or maybe he'd start to run a little bit, but uh, poor man's Kurt Warner. <laughs> looks like him too, a little yeah. bit actually. Yeah. But at least Jay Cutler would move because he wouldn't want to get dirty or something. <laughs> okay, like Joe Flacco, just like stone feet. He's like when you put your G.I. Joe characters on a vehicle, they're just there. Okay, <laughs> it's, they're not moving anywhere else. Yeah, that's that's kind but of I, I do get you. He doesn't have the best, never had the best wide receivers, even the year that he won the Super Bowl. Torrey yeah. Smith. Torrey Smith would have been their one. Yeah, that is true. Jacoby Jones, which they had literally just got that year. And it was just big plays, remarkable plays, really, that got them to a Super Bowl and inevitably win a Super Bowl because they 
they had some really fluky out out there plays to continue on their miracle season. I mean, his best receiver that I could see that he's pretty much ever played with, uh, other than Steve Smith, yeah, Steve Smith is Anquan Bolden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and well, him and Anquan um, had great connection there. Actually, good chemistry. I mean, other than that, that's actually pretty not. That's not bad. That's really not that bad. Anquan Anquan was yeah. was always a borderline All Pro wide receiver. He Never, was elite for a couple of years. Yeah, and then you got Torrey Smith that's able to take take the top that's off a little bad. bit, and Jacoby. Yeah, I guess that little time frame he did, but even but as far as Super Bowl winning teams, that might be one of the least <laughs> impressive wide receiver cores <laughs> outside of the the nineteen ninety nine. Ravens or whatever. Oh, 2000 Ravens. 2000 oh, Ravens. Stokely's was a Brandon Stokely was amazing. <laughs> there was good wide. Was it good? Oh no, that that team sucked. <laughs> Man, let, wait. Let me see. Okay, I think the Ravens are in a lot of trouble if this Usually, if this scenario yeah. pans out. I think they're in a lot of trouble. I think. Do you extend because McNair? I mean, I know McNair passed away in two thousand nine, but do you hold on to him for another year? They completely switched out their QB room after that 08 draft, or maybe before it. I don't know the timetable, but they not a Bulger. Oh no, yeah, they had Bulger. They they extend Bulger. There you go. Exactly what it was. He, yeah, the quarterback before Flacco was Kyle Bowler. Yeah, it was Bowler. Bowler, Bowler yeah. McNair. They go from Bowler to Bolger. That'd be awesome. Bring in Bolger. <laughs> Bowler to Bolger. That's a <laughs> sounds like a good sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Ravens are kind of screwed. I think they get the worst out of it. Where the Rams get false hope. Um Atlanta. Oh God. I don't think it's a win for anybody. Like I said, maybe, maybe like Flacco probably puts up some good numbers. I don't know if based on health, you're probably not getting to the uh, 20, was it 2016 Super Bowl Atlanta did. I don't think Flacco can carry a defense and an offense quite like, like Matt Ryan did that year. True. Oh man. I don't think Atlanta's going. So then maybe that means Green Bay or Dallas ends up. Man. I mean, there's a lot of things, ways that things could shake up in between, but Flacco's health was not good starting in like 2015, 2016. That's when the injuries started piling up for him and he was out for, you know, back strains and all that stuff. I don't know if Atlanta's, uh, and we don't have the 28 to three joke. You don't, you probably don't with Flacco under center. I don't think you, uh, you might make it maybe once, but I don't think in 2016. I don't think. I don't think that season. Um, I don't think you make it. I think it's a lose across the board. But I think the Ravens can hit the hardest with it because they don't have that quarterback, and they, they don't have a quarterback. I mean, look at some of the other quarterbacks that went in that draft. It was literally Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, and everybody else. Um, let's see here. Maybe they do so bad that they get Matt Stafford. Who? Oh God. I don't even know. I don't even know where they drafted. I think their defense was too good for that. But I mean, seriously, they uh, let's see the quarterbacks after Matt Ryan and Flacco. Uh, the next one taken, Brian Brom for the Packers, then Chad Henney for the Dolphins. Uh, those were in round two towards the end of round two. And then after that, Kevin O'Connell, the current Minnesota Vikings head coach for the Patriots. He got drafted there. 
you got to go to free agency mm-hmm. or, or you just, you just stink a year. Who's out there though. Does okay. Chad Henney move up the draft? Maybe if that happens. Does he go higher than, than to the dolphins? Does he go up further up the draft board then? Is then Baltimore's desk. Where's Baltimore picking then? 18th. They picked 18th. Okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They picked. Yeah, oh, they traded. Yeah, because they traded up with Houston. I don't know if they trade up. I don't know if they over. No, that's what that's what they did for Flacco. No, okay, I get that. I get yeah. that. But I don't know if they overdraft Henny. If there's one thing that Baltimore has always had, it's very competent GM play. Ozzie Newsome, DaCosta. I got it right here. What? The next year's draft. They know they need a quarterback. They trade up. They're willing to trade up, as you could see, what they did with Flacco. They take Matt Castle. They trade for Matt Castle. Then they get the Sanchez. Super Bowl. No butt fumble. Oh, there you go. don't get the, a butt fumble? No butt fumble. I erased the... Sanchez was good for a couple years. Or, just, or 2009. Here's a guy I had a hope for that had a one or two good years. Do they go Josh Freeman, who's just another Joe, a least wish version of Joe, <laughs> like Dollar Tree version of Joe Flacco. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Where I think the other teams are set on QB play, I, I do think the Ravens take it the worst. I, don't, I really do. I really do. And it's just a residual just effect. It's just, a, it's just not good. Do they talk Trent Dilfer back? Trent, we need you. We need help me, Trent. Don't forget my Can only hope. I just look at <laughs> I just look at the Ravens and we're like, they're like, we got two Super Bowl wins. Who's who's your starting quarterbacks? Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco. Right, I know, right. right? Only just, the Ravens can do that. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. I think their defense was too good to allow them to get like be in the Matthew Stafford race. Maybe they would have tried to give up a bunch, but Detroit really wanted him to. Yeah, there was there. There's no way that Detroit was giving up Matthew Stafford. There was no way in heck. I think the Ravens are in trouble for a couple of years. I think you're looking at the. I think you're where the the Rams are, where you're looking at the o the o nine ten eleven draft for a new quarterback. And you know how does that alter Jared Goff? You know, Case Keenum was a starter there for a little while. Nick Foles, I think the uh, right then the Eagles trade Nick Foles to the Rams for yeah, uh, Sam Bradford. They, they, did a, they did a switch. They did a complete switcheroo. Um, you know, those are some bad years being a Rams fan. Terrible there, years. There's like nothing. That's that's what makes a city beg for you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Please go to Los Angeles. I can't stand you anymore. I don't see like really. I mean, until you get to 2012, there's not, unless you panic during that 2011, like most teams I felt did. And you go and get yourself a Jake Locker or a Blaine Gabbert. Oh my God. So basically, I mean, basically what we're saying is no, no Super Bowl for the Ravens. I think at that point, I think if you, if like, if you miss out on the Flacco and Matt Ryan deal, I don't think you're going to the Super Bowl in 2012, 2013, 2012. And if the Rams do anything, it's, I think once again, it's not until 2000 and 
17 with McVay getting there and things can get kind of straightened out. Brian did make a good point though about Lenahan. Maybe he's not as gone as fast as possible, but it just seems like a lot of bad drafting happened there. Right. Yeah. It's a whole front office thing. I think the right thing happened (laughs) for everybody, (laughs) which I mean, that does happen a lot of times when we do the what ifs it does. I mean, it's just destiny. I mean, the Rams, it, probably would have pissed away Matt Ryan's career. Who knows? He might've risen through the ashes and succeeded elsewhere. I know that I probably, I'm probably not, I don't probably don't have him as a quarterback in Indy this upcoming year. I mean, that's a simple little thing, but um, yeah, maybe they're riding him out still in Los Angeles. You never know. And he's got Jared the- Goff gets shuffled around. Maybe you get Matt. Matthews, does Matthew maybe- that's probably your thing is maybe Matt Ryan stays. Matt Ryan gets his ring. He probably would. He's a little, he maybe will retire. If he stays that long, that's and the big thing. Maybe there's another bidding war between with the Colts between Stafford, or if he stays, maybe the, the asking price on Stafford drops and the Colts picks them, pick them up. Possibly. There you go. There's a legit chance, though, that if Ryan sticks it out, he could be a two-time Super Bowl champion. Yeah. He's obviously a much smarter quarterback than Goff, so they might win in 2008. I know he had trouble with uh, I know he had trouble with the Patriots, too, but that was a much better team, that Rams squad, and Jared Goff could not do anything. Yeah, but he gets a defense. When has Matt Ryan really ever had a defense? This, this year. <laughs> Yeah. This upcoming season. There you go. So, uh, so as much as people knock Matt Ryan, when has he had a defense? He goes to Los Angeles or St. Louis. He's looking at probably a better defense than he most likely ever had with the Falcons. You can't tell people that though because they don't listen at the court. Matt Ryan apparently played defense. He called plays um, in Super Bowl Fifty One and. You know, Giselle said it best about Tom Brady. He can't catch the ball, too. Right. True. I literally had are, are you like oh, people made me so mad this week. This week was just terrible. I and just, <laughs> and I just, I'm just like trying to argue with people, but I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't. I don't have the patience because people are so linear and in, in, in how they analyze Matt Ryan. His legacy is literally 28 to three and they don't see everything else that went. I, 100% agree with you that it's more than what you're, what you're thinking. Believe me, I just had to tell a guy that who was trying to tell me that Kevin Gilbride was more important pretty much to his teams than Buddy Ryan ever was. So <laughs> there's, there's always going to be that person. Yeah. The Matt Ryan hate is real out there though, mm-hmm. but oh, there's, God. but it shouldn't be because right here it's, it's showing that he, he may have done a better job. And we're talking at potentially two times Super Bowl winning Matt Ryan. Maybe they do, like you said, beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl. Maybe they go a little bit farther the the first year that he's there because he's a little bit more of an established yeah, quarterback. I think they lose lost to Atlanta in 2017. I think yeah. I think Atlanta upset them in 2017. So, yeah, the first round. Rams were the third seed. Atlanta snuck in. They were the sixth, and then Atlanta jumped them. And then I think they lost to Philly in route to their Super Bowl. Maybe but, look at a little mini dynasty. That Matt uh, Ryan, Matt, if Matt Ryan with his stats, he comes out with two rings, he he's in. 
Oh, I, it, I, I think with one ring, he's a shoe in right at this point, but two, but two, he's yeah, it, there's, there's no, there's no debate on, on it. You know, well, somebody might twist it around, but um, so to sum it up, to sum it up, and we'll start to wrap this up, sum it up Rams getting Matt Ryan, possibly a lot of bad, possibly if they keep him, if things turn around, if he can, if he can make it to Sean McVay, Ryan's in the clear. Yes. Ryan's in the clear. I think we all, we, we all agree on that. Or Brian did bring up the, the was it Lennon brand? Linehan. 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 Nailed it. Um, uh, you know, maybe some potential there. He could be one of those guys who I see a lot of times where he's just a better coordinator, the head coach, but man, to see him work with a, gen- a possible generational talent like Matt Ryan um, can bring out the best of them. Flacco to the Falcons. No Super Bowl for Atlanta. No. And Baltimore. Yeah, no Super Bowl for Baltimore. Because, right, I mean, the reason they went, right, Flacco didn't sign a contract. He, he at 2012 season, he's like, I, he's invested in himself. He played really good, got a massive contract, and do diddly shit after that. Unless it's the Chad Henning-led Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl <laughs> champ. <laughs> Could yeah. be Josh Freeman, too. Yeah. Ooh. There's a lot. There's a lot of potential there, man. It's crazy. Will you guys allow me to play a quick game with you? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is fun. You guys, I, I like to have it on this little going back and looking back 15 years ago. <laughs> you, this is your task, you two. You're going to tell me the quarterback that played the most games, not necessarily the starter for each team, but the quarterback that ended up playing the most games for each franchise in the 2007 season. Sound fun? Okay, let's try it. All right. The New England Patriots. 2007, that's Brady. Okay. Yeah. The New York Jets. That's Pennington, right? The start, the person that cured the most uh, games only got to nine for the Jets. And I'm not trying to lead you up the trail. That's got to be Pennington. I think that's got to be Pennington. Why am I? I don't know why I want to say Glenn Foley, but that's way too far. Back. <laughs> it uh, is Chad Pennington. Yes. Yeah. Chad Pennington. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, seven. No, Bra- that's Drew Breeze. Breeze. That's Breeze. Uh, the Green Bay Packers. Five. Yeah, five. Yeah, five. Five. Uh, real quick stats on five for that season. Pretty incredible. 4,000 yards, 66% completion percentage, 7.8 yards per attempt. Dude was still dealing back in 2007, man. Yes, they he went was. Still the dealing. Championship game that year. Yeah. Uh, Houston. Houston, that's Vince. No. Is that? No, it can't be the Kerry Collins years. That's Schaub. That's right. Mash up. Yep. It really, oh, yep. cute. I'm think <laughs> we got to stop doing these doing these things. Cause the minute you said Houston, I went right to the Oilers. Oilers. Clicked it into the Texans, <laughs> into the Titans. That's why I'm, uh, I'm like, oh, it's not the Kerry Collins years. Yeah. Indy. Payton. Payton. Pittsburgh. Big Ben. Cincinnati. Palmer. Yeah. Carson Palmer. Dallas. Oh seven, it's gonna be Romo. Oh, and I kind of did I goof up. What? There's there's two Houston's on here. How can it be eleven for one guy, nine for the uh, football database? Your database has to be wrong. <laughs> um, just yeah, sorry, it's the Texans. Sage Sage Rosenfels also appeared in nine games for them, which is also uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, it's, David Garrard. Yeah, there you go. Tampa Bay. 
Jeff Josh Garcia. Okay. Well done, Matthew. I thought one of them was going to yeah. trip you up. Well done. He loves Jeff Garcia. Everywhere I go, I see <laughs> Denver. Denver, that is Jake Cutler. Yeah. Detroit. Joey Harrington? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Far more embarrassing. Orlovsky? No. What would you say? Kitna? It is. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Seattle. Yeah, that's uh, Hasselbeck. Arizona. Warner? Mm-hmm. Tennessee. That's Vince Young. No. No, I think it is Vince Young. 15 games, Vince Young. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man, this is fun as hell. This I, is, I like this a lot. This is the most obscure one. This one's fantastic. I literally had to click on this dude's name to even look up who he is. Kansas City. Tyler Thigpen. No. Uh, Trent Green? No. Not if he's got to click on his name. I'm trying to think of their weirdo. Cleo Levin. This guy. I, why would you even bring up his name? <laughs> Uh, Tyler Planko. Nope. His name is Damon Heward. Oh, I remember Heward. He's a oh, former Dolphins that? guy. Yeah. yeah. Brother of Brock. <laughs> uh, Atlanta's stellar quarterback that season was? Joey Harrington. There you go. Uh, Philadelphia. Donovan. Mm-hmm. McNabb, yep. Chicago had two quarterbacks. I want you to name them both. Uh, one appeared in eight games, the other in seven. Grossman and Orton. Mm, second one's wrong. Gross, Grossman and Cordell Stewart. Nope. Brian Greasy. Oh. Appeared in seven games. Terrible. <laughs> uh, Baltimore, we already said. Right? Oh, seven? Yep. That was Bowler. Yep. Yep. Uh, San Diego. Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Washington. Washington was Mark Brunel that year. Mm-mm. 13. Nope. 13 games for somebody else. Gus Ferrat. Jason, Jason Campbell. There it is. Uh, St. Louis, obviously, we know. Minnesota. Oh. 2007? Mm-hmm. Jeff George. No. Is it? Mm-mm. Uh, Minnesota. You, you probably picture this guy playing in a Seattle Seahawks uniform. War? No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. This is a good oh, one. Oh, not Travars Jackson. It is. It is. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, here's Kansas City's other quarterback that appeared in some games. Equally embarrassing. How do they not have the first pick next year? That's <laughs> Croyle. You guys remember Croyle? Oh, Brody Croyle from Alabama. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Cleveland. Oh, Fudge. Hoyer? Is it Hoyer the destroyer? No. The, the Bills and Browns played an epic game with this guy starting Kelly at quarterback. Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb. Mm-mm. Derek Anderson. Oh. The classic six to three. My dad was at that game. The six to th- was it a Monday night game? No, I don't it was, know. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday night game? Yeah. How did we get that game? What a terrible game. Way to go, <laughs> NBC. <laughs> uh, the New York Giants. Eli. Eli, yeah. No. The Buffalo Bills. Lossman. Nope. Edwards. Edwards for 10 games. And then recently retired, Ryan Fitzpatrick would appear in some. Uh, The Miami Dolphins also had. This is uh, Cunningham. No, Culpepper. Mm -mm. Yeah, it would have been Culpepper or Harrington. 
No, no, that's 2006. Oh, seven. Last name is a fruit. Not that's Cleo Lemon. That's Cleo Lemon. Why are you gonna even? Why are you even <laughs> Like I knew he, I knew he was gonna pop up. I yeah. knew he, I and memory to wrap it up, the Jets. 2007 Jet. It's not Vinny. No. Sounds like lemon. Todd Hemmen. <laughs> oh, it was Chad Pennington. We did that one. Kellen Clemens. Oh, Kellen Clemens. Oh. So there's a real who's who of garbage quarterbacks in there. I really like that game. Maybe we'll save it for next year. The guess. That's a good trivia questions. Some good trivia questions. I might have other to stuff. pull those out. I'm running low on trivia, so I'm gonna have to pull <laughs> some out there. Yeah, you might have to. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, listeners, that is a wrap on this week's episode. All right. Uh, of course, we got tons more. Tomorrow, myself and Brian will be starting our divisional uh, previews. We're going to look at the AFC East, make our picks, talk about the off seasons, all that. And then some going to be a ton of fun. Make sure you stay tuned. Go find us on Facebook, support our network at BICBP-radio.com. Um, and uh, I think that's it. I think you guys want to say in conclusion. There's I think Brian said the best. There's some trash quarterbacks in two. <laughs> yeah, not a good year. Not a good year. No. But Brian, thanks for hopping on, buddy. Thanks for letting me use your computer. I'm glad uh, you came on. You had a good time. You're lucky that the only fee for using my equipment is that you're stuck having me on as a co-host. It's not a bad trade-off. That is not a bad trade-off at all. But all right, everybody, that is it for this week's episode or today's episode. Don't forget we have uh tons more episodes this week five days a week we're jumping to six in a couple weeks myself and ryan are gonna start our fantasy football episodes in two weeks so very excited for that that is it on behalf of brian andrew and i till next time the two-point conversation is good